Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Spinner. Welcome to Notebook, a guide to art, culture and tourism in Tokyo. I'm Stuart Munro and around this time each Monday, Wednesday and Friday, I'll bring news and views from Japan. On today's episode, we explore the ceramics of Tokoname in Aichi, but first, rockets. The SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket launched from Cape Canaveral in Florida earlier Sunday morning, carrying a lunar module developed by iSpace the Tokyo-based venture company aiming to make the world's first private lunar landing. If all goes according to plan, the lunar module will fly to a distance of almost 1.5 million kilometres before orbiting the moon and attempting a lunar landing at the end of April next year. Hakuto is the first privately-led mission to the moon and was joined by lunar flashlight, a small satellite using lasers and an onboard spectrometer to map ice near the moon's south pole and peer into regions permanently in shadow. The mission will be repeated in 2024 and pave the way for future long-term missions to the lunar surface. Meanwhile, a research team for the Japan Agency for Marine Earth Science and Technology, as well as the manufacturer IHI, has developed a new method for extracting small amounts of gold from the water in hot springs. With rocks surrounding the far-flung volcanic island of Aogoshima, some 348 kilometers south of Tokyo is said to contain roughly 17 grams of gold per tonne of rock near its geothermically heated water. The research team hopes its alternative to conventional mining, a type of algae that can absorb gold, will retrieve samples of the mineral from similar volcanic rock with the aid of an unmanned submersible some 700 meters off the Tokyo coast. One of the largest names in the Japanese building industry is Lixil. The company as it's known today was a conglomerate formed in 2011, and one of its parent companies was Inax, whose co-founder, Chozoburo Ina, was born to a family of potters in Tokoname, a renowned pottery town on the Aichi coast of Ise Bay in central Japan. Tokoname ware dates back to the 12th century, but by the mid-18th century the town's simple flair for production was starting to attract attention further afield. From 1603 to 1867, Japan was largely pre-industrial. With imperial rule restored under Emperor Meiji in 1868, Chosoburo's father, Hatsunojo Ine, took the push for economic reform by working with foreign countries as an opportunity to unite both craftsmanship with mass production. Tokyo's Imperial Hotel was initially built in 1890 as accommodation for guests from abroad. But in 1916, both father and son were approached to consult on the exterior of a second hotel building, designed this time by the American architect Frank Lloyd Wright, whose buildings would come to represent the very dawn of Japanese modernism. The walls of the hotel were adorned with rare yellow scratch-faced bricks, produced at the hotel's brick factory in Tokoname. Four million bricks and tens of thousands of intricate terracotta pieces are perfectly shaped to match their intricate design. Inside, ornaments filtered light through skylights and windows, 
with scratch bricks, carved oyer stones and terracotta all producing a singular architectural experience with dramatic spaces formed from natural light, moving through the space and bouncing off and through Tokonami's earthenware. The completion of the hotel spurred Inna to seize upon both equipment and factory, gathering together workers and then establishing Inna Seto, or Inax as it is now known. New buildings were not the only thing calling for new material. The Great Kanto Earthquake of 1923 saw the need to rebuild larger buildings, department stores, banks and civil spaces, symbolising yet another period of recovery. Wrapping these newer buildings with ceramics in a trend that soon caught on throughout other cities. Its popularity also called for another type of kiln. One of these was the Noborigama or climbing kiln, named after its stepped incline along a 20 degree slope. It had first been introduced in 1834 to fire clay more efficiently, but steps proved radical for being able to produce an even, trouble-free form of mass production. Tokonami's own climbing kiln was built in 1887 with eight successive ovens, each two to two and a half metres wide, none and a half metres deep, over three metres tall, all spread over a length of 22 metres. Original kilns were fired using wood or pine needles, but in the 1880s the first chamber used coal, an eclectic style that became common practice throughout the town. Even existing kilns were converted with steps, making Tokonami's own form of noborigama one of the oldest. The toy kiln named after its owner toy is the only one left in Tokonami and is now a permanent heritage site. The Inax tile factory not far from Tokonami's Noborigama now documents this past history along with more recent collaboration. The museum's gallery hosts to artist Shinro Otake in 2013 with his solo exhibition Yakuyoku included works that were fired locally and a small selection of these are now included in his retrospective at Tokyo's National Museum of Modern Art. While contemporary Japanese innovation may include extracting gold from a volcanic spring or privately funding trips to the moon, it was inventions like scratching ceramics to filter light through a space and pottery fired on the incline of a slope that once made Tokoname the very epicenter of modern innovation. That's all for now. I'll be back for this week's second instalment on Wednesday, December the 14th. If you enjoyed this episode, you might consider rating or snapper podcasts or even think about spreading the word online. Until then, thanks for listening. This is Notebook. <laughs>